When I think about deep time and just how big it is, I soon find myself feeling pretty daunted. Compared with the age of the Earth, our lives on this planet are so brief. Like a flash of sunlight on the surface of an ocean, we exist for a moment but are so quickly gone. However, there are ways to make sense of our lives within long-term time, through art and stories. In recent years, the Scottish artist Katie Patterson has created a series of awe-inspiring works that explore the human relationship with deep time in all its forms. It, it is, it's a, it's a mind-bending concept, thinking about things that happened millions, billions of years into the past. And, and, I, and I can understand that some people might find that pretty difficult. Oddly, I never have. I've always just been absolutely delighted by this idea that we've got the capacity to know and understand or imagine, you know, what's come before us. And so I, I find it really inspiring and eye-opening and moving and it gives me a kind of rootedness, I think. My name is Richard Fisher, and over the past few years, I've been researching and writing about how to take a longer view of time. Along the way, I've encountered many long-minded people, and one of the most inspiring is Katie Patterson. Over the years, her artistic work has included a telephone hotline to a slowly melting glacier in Iceland, a glitter ball that projects every known solar eclipse in history onto the gallery walls, and a hand-stitched tapestry of flowers, all of them extinct. But she is best known for her project Future Library, based in Oslo, which invites us to think about our relationship with unborn people living a century from now. The Future Library is a century-long, organic, unfolding artwork in Norway. I planted a thousand trees in 2014 and they're going to become an anthology of books in a hundred years' time. Every year, a new author is invited to write a text that will be printed on these trees when they're cut down in pulps and made into paper. Since it began, the library has invited submissions from some of the world's most celebrated novelists and poets. But apart from the writers themselves, no one will read these manuscripts until 2114, not even Patterson herself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm scared. I'm not even going, you know, in the vicinity of the manuscripts because um, I get past the manuscripts in the forest and I hold them and then I pass them over. But I definitely don't read them. Um, that would just break the break the spell. <laughs> I visited Norway for the 2022 ceremony in a forest north of Oslo. Around 200 people hiked in a procession through the trees to see it. Everyone knew that they would never get to read the books, apart from maybe the young children. Later that day, the manuscripts were placed inside a locked glass drawer in a hidden corner of Oslo's main public library within a small wooden repository called the Silent Room. And it's quite magical because it's very small and intimate, but you're kind of surrounded by these trees, they're like tree rings, and the light um, kind of shines through the manuscript drawers, through the, the glass. What I love about the Future Library project is that it makes a longer view of time far more accessible. It's rooted in what it means to be human, our duty to posterity, and what we are leaving behind for future generations. It's a project that's not only thinking about us now, but it's, you know, it's thinking about those who are not born yet. 
Last year, Patterson displayed her latest deep time artworks in Edinburgh. This one is called Requiem, and it captures billions of years within a single room. It features 364 vials of crushed dust, each one representing a different moment in deep time. They've been crushed to 21 grams, which is reportedly the, the weight of a soul. So it's kind of all these little souls, you know, coming together in this room. And then day by day, people pour in the dust to the urn. So you witness this kind of story of life building up and, and this kind of compendium of pre-solar dust to, you know, the first, the first creatures that developed eyes and could see and the first creatures that came out of the sea. The early vials contain fossils and rocks that are millions of years old. Each one is a chapter in the story of how life on Earth emerged and evolved. Later in time, the vials represent the age of humanity, such as Greek pottery or a Mayan figurine. But also darker moments, the material remnants of an oil spill in the Niger Delta, stones from the first glacier in Iceland to disappear due to global warming, and a tree branch from the site of the Hiroshima nuclear attack. It's been one of the hardest artworks that I've made because it's very confronting. There's a lot of really um, contentious materials in it, really uncomfortable things to, to think about, to look at, to have crushed. It's not been an easy thing to you know, destroy objects that are precious. You know, to me they're precious and to whoever made them they were precious. And, and so, but it is this kind of feeling like, well, um, we're witnessing a kind of mass destruction all around us of, of nature, of ourselves, of wilderness. And so it was to kind of bring that home a little bit, you know, that this, how delicate these little jars of, of dust, how fragile, how, how vulnerable life is in fact. We're kind of witnessing a great loss, and so Requiem is a big mourning to what we're potentially about to lose. A few visitors to the gallery were invited to pour one of the vials into a central urn. When I was there, I poured number 227, a four-million-year-old fossil, a kind of sea star that once lived in an ancient ocean. I must admit, I felt a little overwhelmed to destroy or at least mix up something quite so old. Patterson felt the same, but that's kind of the point. The moment that that actually started happening in the gallery, I was like, no, don't pour it. <laughs> I couldn't quite bring myself, you know, to, and I poured the first layer and it was sort of like that letting go of like, you know, which is what the whole artwork in a way is. It's quite uh, ceremonial actually pouring these little glass vials into the urn and, and so, respect for what's been and um, a prayer for what's to come. Thinking about deep time can be daunting, but through artworks like Patterson's, I find it a little easier to comprehend. Her work reminds us that while our time on Earth may be brief, we have a deep relationship with past and future people. I've noticed far more recently, people are really getting into this, you know, the term deep time to start with, and, you know, only in the last kind of 10, 15 years since I've been making this work, we've kind of come across this climate crisis that's just grown and grown and escalated. And I think a natural response to looking ahead is to look back and to try to situate ourselves now and to try and have a kind of awareness of 
how we relate ourselves to other life and other species, it's really important to go back, you know, to, and to open your time horizons and, and try to, to have a kind of wider perspective on things.